Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Welcome to the Christian Marauder, everyone. So glad you all came. Stay tuned for today's show as we got a show for you. We, we are going to be exploring what the last days look like in an interesting way through biblical numbers. But before we get there, I want to ask a question. You know, Jesus speaks of the last days as like being the days of Noah. So the question comes up, are we there yet? Is there a way to recognize them and know for sure that the last days are really upon us or not? What will they look like? Well, from the Bible, they will look like exactly what Jesus said in Luke chapter 21, and verses 25 and 26. And I'm reading from the New King James here. And there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and on earth, the distress of nations with perplexity and the sea and waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and the expectation of those things which are coming upon the earth for the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws near. Jesus is telling us that there will be noticeable signs that indicate that something is shaking the entire world. An agenda that's behind it that's going to shake the stars and the moon and the sun. All those are representations of fallen angelic beings, as well as a prophetic calamity and chaos getting ready uh, to happen. There's some type of an agenda from the stars, the sun, and the moon that are going to begin a shaking like you have never seen before. That's one of the signs. Next, and Jesus says, this will cause a distress of nations. What does that mean? And the word distress out of the Greek means this. It's a feeling of no way out. You're, you're all perplexed. There's no way out. It's like being on a sinking ship. You run up to the deck and find the lifeboat's already gone, but it's too late. The boat is sinking, and you have this sense of perplexity. Something is coming down, and it ain't good. You get a sinking feeling. And this sinking feeling is what Jesus means will be felt worldwide. And this will cause people's hearts to fail. What does that mean? The word fail means become worn out by constant drumbeat of pressure from a well-oiled agenda. So that there's fear and it's constant promotion of fear, fear and dread, like COVID-19, COVID-21, what's the next pandemic? Oh, lockdown, wear mask, all that. It's this fear, constant drumbeat of fear pushing some agenda. It's just wearing out the saints. As you know, it's, it's a dread that's felt when you see there's no lifeboats. And you, you're beginning to see that the ship is sinking and you see all the stuff coming at you. It's a time of great chaos. And there's reactions and counter-reactions going because people's hearts fail because of the fear and expectation of those things that are coming against them and there's actions and reactions and, and chaos in the streets, okay? So that's one of the signs of the ends. When these things begin, Jesus tells us to look up. Why is explained in Luke chapter 17, verse 26 out of the New King James. And as it was in the days of Noah, so will also be in the days of the Son of Man, days, plural, of the Son of Man. 
They ate, they drank, they married wives, and were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, drank, brought, sold, planted, they built. But on the day Lot went out from Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Well, what Jesus is describing is this, that things are going to go about like normal. So normal that nobody notices the fire underneath their feet burning. Then something hits them without warning, causing people's hearts to fail. Uh, that sinking ship feeling goes inside. Chaos is all over the place. The ship is sinking. But these people are thinking, before all this happened, life is good. Life is unsinkable. Very few are paying attention to hear the order to man the lifeboats and escape the sinking ship. And then a worldwide reality check hits when they get to the upper deck of the sinking ship and say, this ain't normal. The lifeboats are gone. That's why Jesus said, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. The days of Noah are explained in other non-canical texts that are found outside the Bible too, that are actually quoted in the Bible and used like a God-inspired reference tool, like in the book of Jasher about when the sun stands still. That was quoted in the Bible from the book of Jasher. And the book of Jubilees is hinted at all throughout the, um, the Bible, okay? And quotes from the first Enoch are quoted in the Bible, like in the book of Jude. These are not canon of scripture, but they're reference tools. There's another thing I'm going to look at today, and it's, like I said in the intro here, we're going to look at biblically-based number meanings that are used in Genesis chapter 6 that contain a coherent message that will blow your mind away about the last days. And what I'm about to read to you is from a numeric code that I found in Genesis chapter 6, in Genesis chapter 1. Okay? Don't roll your eyes. Don't say I'm off, off the rocker. I'm going to just read it to you, okay? I wrote this in 2013 and 15. And I, I tried to, actually, when I tested this, I tried to write it off as nonsense too, and I failed by trying to disapprove exactly what I found because I'm, I, I'm like that, you know? Today we're going to explore this and more in, that in, a, in a way that few dare trod by an advanced course that explores the meaning of biblical numbers that I found in a code in Genesis chapter 6, Genesis chapter 1. Let me give you a background. In 2013 and 15, in those years, I began exploring why numbers were used in the Bible the way they were. And notice from teachers like Chuck Missler and others that numbers used in the Bible have established biblical definitions. And after much research, I found several websites that were very consistent with each other's and their meanings. And... I said to myself, what happens if you apply these numbers like these other t people did in the meaning of the text? Is there anything to this? And what I discovered was what I call, I found God's commentary on the very passages that they were found in. I also found that this is consistent all through the scriptures. I also discovered that Hebrew rules of grammar has to be used even in the Greek New Testament. It has to be used. So that, why? So you can correctly decipher by using these rules and the rule of context and word order and and by remaining true to the context of the text in the Bible that's the only way to avoid error I did a three-part series on biblical numbers and I tried to explain this let me ease your mind I do not use the Chaldean system I do not use the Pagatherian system and I don't use occult Kabbalah numerology that is garbage and occult 
God tells us to measure things and all this stuff in the Bible, and all, there, there, there's reasons for it, folks. If you just, you know, God is more highly intelligent than, than, than scholars like to give him credit for. I, I just, I'm thoroughly convinced of that. So after exploring if there's any truth or any way to know if numbers have meanings in the Bible, I discovered that the answer is yes. For example, God and people in the Bible measure things for a reason, like the temple, like Ezekiel did. Next, he's smart enough to use numbers with their biblical meanings as one would a foreign language. So you can discover layered meanings in the text. In fact, what I found was God's commentary on the text. In doing this, I accidentally found uh, um, numeric mathematical algorithms that you could use that help, help uh, uncover these uh, layered meanings in the text. I found this by accident. How? I trying to disapprove what I found. I said, and now if I did this this way with this math algorithm, it ain't going to work, is it? And it, boy, did I uncover a plethora of stuff. And I said, if I did it this way, it won't work. And I did it, this, and no matter how I tried to decide, uh, sabotage it, I couldn't, I honestly could not sabotage it. So what I found by accident, or some say divine accident, I'm going to share here. Uh, however, I'm not going to share the math algorithms. Only the translations. Why? Well, I started in Genesis chapter 1 with the days of creation and found God's commentary in it. And one thing I found led me to apply this to Genesis chapter 6 as it, because there was something there that related to it, and I'll explain that in a minute. So I went to Genesis chapter 6 to try to disapprove it, but what I found, I do not know how, either by divine accident or God's leading, or maybe you can write me off as cr crazy, just blew me away, okay? So in 2015, I shared this same translation that I'm going to read to you, but however, I'm going to go further and deeper into it. I'm going to read you parts from Genesis chapter 1, okay? I found for a reason here. and But I only read the Genesis 6 part of the Genesis 6 translation to, to the church that I attend, attended back then, men's Bible study group. So I have witnesses that, that this was said. I wrote it out. I was reading from it. The reason I did it was to say, you know, man, do you think I'm crazy? Should I, what is this? Is this any truth in it? You know, I'm, that's how I am. So I have witnesses, and this one guy came up and he said, teach me how to do the math. I want to know how to do this. And he, he was all greedy about it. So I asked the group if they thought this was hokey or uh, from God or not, and no one really answered except that guy. Teach me. I want to, I want to tell everybody about this. I said, no. So I went back to Genesis chapter 1 again, to apply the new algorithms that I found in Genesis chapter 6. And what I discovered as I go through it, the power of God fell upon me, and I fell on the floor. I laid on the floor about 20 minutes or so, and I started weeping. And um, I said, Lord, I can't share the math algorithm. I can't share anyone how to do the math. You know, because people are wounded in their hearts. They desire pomp and being important more than caring about the holy things of God. They just exploit this and use it to find Powerball numbers or, or get all their prophecy from numbers. They'll rely more on numbers than you. So I can't teach the mouth algorithms. And I... Uh, because they will abuse it because they have never been touched by the power of your gospel that rips our pride apart. Like Isaiah was ripped apart when he saw you and he had to be purged by a coal of fire because he dwelt amongst people with unclean lips. 
And I got up off the floor and I wiped the tears away from my eyes. And I sat back down and said, I don't know what to do with this. So, guess what? I sat on all this for five years and only recently brought it to the head in front of people again. I was even prepared writing a book and have the manuscript in the rough draft and show how to do this. That book ain't going to come out. If it does, I'm taking the mathematical algorithms out. Just, just saying. I know people. This is holy. What the Lord showed me in Genesis chapter 1 was so holy that I had to fall on my face and said, I'm a man of unclean lips, man. These, there's no way I can share the math algorithm. What do I do with it? So, after all these years, I got kind of released to start talking about this. So, I want you all to listen to what I found in Genesis chapter 6 and Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to read it to you, and you decide. So, if you can tell how close we are to the days of Noah that are upon us, if we're not. I'll read the, the verse and the numeric meaning, but will not disclose how to do the mathematical algorithms for the reason I just said. So with that, I'm going to read the verse from the NASB, and then I'm going to read you the, the algorithm translation. Now, remember, I did one algorithm, then I tried to disprove it, then I got another algorithm and another algorithm, and from these two verses, I got a plethora of information. Now, you tell me if this is not of God or not. So Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 through 2 say this, And now it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, the daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men whom they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. NASB. That's NASB. So I'm going to give you the math algorithm interpretation of these two verses. Are you ready? Now a strong leader who beheld revelations of Yahweh's perfections in the heavenly courts turned his plow into a sword. This increased God's wrath, decreed in prophetic words to humble and make a footstool out of the proud. That little algorithm that I just read the interpretation from is similar to what I found in Genesis chapter 1 that led me to Genesis chapter 6. So I was, very first verse that I interpreted was so closely related to what I found in Genesis chapter 1 that I got what? I have to disprove this. So I did another algorithm and found this. This came about when a chosen servant gathered an assembly of followers to be united to Babylon's rule and who formed an unholy alliance to remodel, refurbish the temple structure. Remember that um, this refers to uh, the human body and, and, and Paul writes about it in the book of uh, Corinthians there that the human body is the temple of God. Did you know that Genesis chapter 126 talks about that we were to bear the image and likeness of God? Just, just, so let me read that again. This came about when a chosen servant gathered an assembly of followers to be united to Babylon's rule who formed an unholy alliance to remodel, refurbish a temple structure. Go back, you read that. Uh, the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves. So the reason here is refurbish, remodel the temple structure to destroy the image of God that we are created in and put the devil's image in its place. Are we? How close are we to that in the days of Noah? Let's look at the next algorithm that I tried to use to disprove the other two algorithms and look what I found. And I just want to read it straight through. When, okay. 
Let me read these together. Now a strong leader who beheld revelations of Yahweh's perfections in the heavenly courts turned his plow into a sword. This increased God's wrath. This disincreased God's wrath, decreed in prophetic words, to humble and make a footstool out of the proud. This came about when a cho chosen servant gathered an assembly of followers to be united to Babylon's rule, who formed an unholy alliance to remodel, refurbish a temple structure. When their secret plots came about, these plots proliferated rebellion, departing from faith in God upon the face of the earth, re reproducing praise of the father of arrogance to be chosen above God, these secret plots came into being by proselytizing a separation of compassion so that man's possessions can be controlled by evil spirits. I'm not done with this algorithm here. I kept going with it. So men devoted his seeds and daughters and women to this angelic host to gain the experiential knowledge from these angelic beings, deep secret words to hide in their hearts, things needed to depart from the faith, and the faith in God. Okay? And thus gave their daughters to these foreign exiles, whom they loved with all their being. Thus men's sheared conscience intensified when they assembled their own selected ones, their women, to these foreign exiles in exchange for the exile's secret words needed to depart the faith. Afterwards, men reproduced on earth their offspring seed bearers, their daughters and wives. The angelic host gained experience and knowledge about them and took selected the offsprings of these women um, to make and reshape the human temple structure. I was shocked when I was doing these algorithms because I got subject headings pop up. And this was shouted loud as clear. This was like, this was blowing me away. It said, the subject, subject heading, like you see writing in a book, said this. Ah, time of the end. Wrath is now determined. It was just stood out like was shouting the uh the word structure and stuff here was just emphasis upon emphasis upon emphasis double words if you want to talk about it how it's used in um, hebrew for that's how i know this time of the end wrath is now determined then men proliferated reliance on the strength of cities and defended faith in the fallen ones the burgeon forth the worship of agendas of power knowledge and gain then it came about that they cast teachers of righteousness away for the mere pleasure of experiencing seeing these victims suffer in silence as outcasts. But these teachers escape this deadly trap. These saints are rescued by a lowly man while rebellion's children grow more detestable. Another subject heading popped up. I, Yahweh, will not leave you orphans. Therefore, you teachers decree repentance of sins forgiveness of sins man's broken fellowship multiplies generations into growing bondage into the signs of darkness of scattering hurting wounding abandoning betraying destroying people each other another subject heading proclaim truth men selected babylonian rule to yoke the world so it goes on to here teachers proclaim forgiveness repentance of sins you proselytizing missionaries separate the the abused, mistreated, faithful witnesses from those of illegitimate birth who escalate the loss of safety and security in order to make sure God's deeds and ways and paths are forgotten by having the illegitimate select only lying prophets, those messengers of apostasy, to be heard. Then it's like this God shouting out here. Another uh, subject heading just popped up. Behold, it ends. When teachers multiply on earth to be God's representative leadership in harmony with God. How? By teaching the forgiveness and repentance of sin, 
born by the breath of God that comes alongside to aid, sometime after Yah empties himself to the poor, coming forth in the likeness of man. That blew me away. If you know anything about uh, uh, in the book of Isaiah, for example, he uses the word Yah there, and, and that word Yah comes from, is part of Yahweh or Jehovah, whatever you want to say. Yah emptied himself. In other words, this is the second person of the divine trinity, one God in three persons. I'm not going to go into that, that doctrine, but after Yah empties himself into the poor, coming forth in the likeness of men. This blew me away when I found this in Genesis chapter 6. That was just out of verses chap Genesis chapter uh, 6, verses 1 and 2. So let's look at what Genesis chapter 6, 3 says. Let's see what the algorithm is saying there. And the Lord said out of the NASB here, My spirit will not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, and yet his day shall be 120 years. Again, I'm not going to tell you how I found the algorithms here. This, 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 this. But listen to what it says. Here's the code. And Yahweh the Father, the Word, the Holy Spirit, shall not strive forever with man, for indeed during a time of waiting a man of peace and harmony will come, yet... Now, before his day, the ruthless attack the integrity of God's household by means of making disparity. And disparity means differences, inequality, and differences. Okay, uh, the ruthless will attack how? By telling about differences in race, differences in incoming inequality, differences. Do you see any of that happening now? And Yahweh said, my abused ill treated witness of faith will indeed feast prosper in the enemy's presence and show tribes and population peoples will be reestablished and reconciled now before and during and after his days the ruthless will attack in this way by spreading mistrust of god's man mistrust of the men of faith who come out of hiding by afflicting the righteous to believe that they that a holy life gains nothing then god speaks these words in this this these bold head headlines here oh senseless sons of darkness yahweh says false messiahs seek to rule your devotion so detest idol worship and do not hearken unto the words of men or in the security of false teaching indeed false messiahs contend to strive for holy things and blessings to be lost during this time of waiting for a man of peace of harmony to come who will, who will restore and reconcile and listen to this this next subject heading blew me away this righteous branch will sprout joy peace and harmony the messenger of the Lord is near, for indeed a, a fiery furnace will burn the sons of the evil one and those who have joined their hearts as one for the perfection and maturity of apostasy and rebellion. So in verse 4 and 5 of Genesis 6, it says, Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterwards when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, they bore children to them. And there were mighty men who were of old, men of renown, and that the Lord saw the wickedness of men was great in the earth, and that every intent and thoughts of his heart were only evils always. And so, what does the algorithm say about these verses? And there were Nephilim by angelic hosts in those days and afterwards too. These angelic hosts came into human female offspring of men attaching their first fruit seed. And the females gave birth on their angelic host's behalf. Mighty, mighty governing men attaching to men their reputation, names, and character. Yahweh saw this union with the watchers and men, increased the exceedingly 
sinfulness of depravity, turpitude, moral decline of man expanded upon the earth, and every intent of man's heart was for greater and greater sinfulness, depravity, that continually weakened man's authority, abilities, and power he was ordained with. Note Genesis chapter 126, okay, sometime. And then this subject heading popped up. Yahweh foresaw in those days and afterwards these angelic hosts deep secret plans for human offspring. Would you like to know or should I stop? This is what it said. Plans to turn them away from repentance and forgiveness, redemption by offering a wisdom of faith that births apostasy, rebellion, and hubris. So man departs having faith in God's covenant by surrounding man with judgment gifts from a serpent snake. Their plans. That's the next heading. This, this is their plan. Their plans. On earth and afterwards for humanity's offspring is this. To be slaves to serve a purpose in life for fallen angelic beings to birth forth the beast of darkness and bring all into an assemblage with the separated one. Did you hear that? I never expected to hear terminology that was used in the book of Revelation here about the beast of darkness. So those assembled to these despise God's inheritance and create more spiritual sons to become poor in spirit easily. Oppressed, controlled by sorcery so that they corrupt and change clean hearts to have communion with graven images, imaginations, ongoing distractions, as well as despise honoring their own people, but instead continuously honor the rule of demon possession. Their deep secret plans are for rivers of death to flow when the adversary Lord is lifted up. And the spirit of anti-God is exalted in the world by bringing in the rule, teachings of sin, depravity, disorder, irresponsibility, and apostasy on earth. So that their union with living death finds a redemption by leaving truth, soundness, perfection of the true Holy One behind forever. These fallen ones say in their hearts, Oh, this Lord protects us, this new God watches over us, to bring these good tidings to Zion. I'm going to stop here. The idea conveyed in this algorithm involves the conquering of the Holy One in order to find redemption from the judgment of God's wrath. How? By having men rebel against God, so God destroys humanity and thus unable to keep his word that's found in Genesis chapter 1. More on that later. The next coded algorithm in this verse says this. Then on earth in those days and afterwards there were and will be decrees from the royal city to sort out the innocent from the guilty by God's might birth when a challenger champion steps up revealing God's glorious glory to defend the faith in God midst trials exhibiting God's empowerment and judgment justice gifts to expand honor to God's house which will purify an assembly of renown by this champion's ascension to heaven. This comes about when worship and service to God becomes an abomination, when the poor are oppressed by sorcery and its control grows in intensity, increasing errors and judgment by rash decision, which incessantly weaken man's authority, abilities, and powers. In those days, humanity's offsprings, the saints, will be transported to an assemblage, and there sorted out from the guilty by God's might. God's glory is revealed when the challenger champion steps up, showing generosity to the poor of spirit and separate those guilty of demon worship and service who birth a lost of godly inheritance that comes by exalting man's rule and separating those who grovel indignantly about humility who 
split the family of God from the blessed ones. In those days, judgment of God's glory by this champion will come upon the curse of sin, demon possession, and for causing a weak remnant, household, family, to lose their authority. God indicts the wicked for the distress of souls, and making Babylon God's gift to the chosen poor, and dividing folks into quarreling camps to forsake the truth of God's household that forgives the ever-new judgments that surround man with death. In those days the offspring of men will despise the inheritance of God's word and share in a world whoredom, but men of faith will come out of hiding, so that he who loves God's law, order, responsibility will someday rule the nations. Now I can go through all kinds of Bible scriptures and show you what that means. It is not the seven mountain mandate. This comes in the millennial, when the millennial reign of Christ reigns. This refers to the millennial reign of Jesus here. Genesis chapter 6. And the Lord was sorry that he made man on earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So these algorithms popped up. And Yahweh was pity that he created man on earth, and was grieved in his clean heart, that they became a blood enemy. So Yahweh sorrowed and will send light to rejoin hearts as one by a sanctification made by a man of peace with a clean heart and anointed to save from wrath by the, by the electing children of promise back to God to receive a clean heart by the death of the Messiah to attain a gold crown. So Yahweh pitied, so Yahweh pitied and was grieved in his heart that the shepherd's staff of the adversary made a blood enemy out of man and steered him to idol worship of their world system, and to scorn the Lord's sacrifice. So this next algorithm mirrors Genesis chapter 6-7 with the emphasis of consuming each other, okay? So the Lord said, I will destroy both man whom I created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping things in the air that consume. So here's the algorithm. Man is powerless on earth now. Yahweh sends forth the word, a faithful mistreated witness who will give these poor souls a removal of sins by a prayer of confession to save them from destruction of gloom in the city of peace by a bloodkin enemy who thinks they worship God. I, the Lord, hear how they will make this man, the faithful witness, powerless on earth. Brother will kill his brother, the defender of the poor, and forsake me, the God of their fathers. But these wicked will perish forever when Jerusalem is ruined and when the Messiah is all in all when the new day dawns, when the red dragon is cast out. Mm. Yahweh speaks, security of holy truth destroys all false teaching. The Father's dwelling place sends forth blessings of judgments against these angels' watchers' secret plots that brings full ruin by slavery, servitude to their secret schemes and their governing order on the face of the earth. For I pity, and I'll make restitution for all man's all-consuming errors and judgment. Security and false teaching, like a staff, supports pride, conceit, worldliness, and breaks fellowship, so generations continue to experience bondages of weakness and reliance upon the flesh. There will be a restoration of order after a period of trials to learn experiential knowledge while waiting for the man of peace to come to rule in the holy city. This could refer to the birth of Jesus, his crucifixion, his resurrection, as well as the millennial reign. Just to say it. This stuff was blowing me away when I was finding this. It's verse 6, verse 8. One simple verse says this out of the NASB. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now this algorithm reads this. 
A worldly life in either clemency needs to find and behold grace and goodness during a period of restoration that gains experiential knowledge about Yahweh to become a faithful assembly. Alas, God's wrath is delivered on lawlessness. The eyes of Yahweh looks, will he find brotherly love working by faith in the faithful assemblies, or a weak spiritual judgment in Gentile people inside the assemblies? In other words, true believers and false believers in him. He's doing a separation here. That's what that's referring to. This next algorithm is really profound. Oh, my love endures forever in a palace of fire to gather to safety my faithful witnesses to my victory and surround them with judgment gifts to empower the faithful to live for God and persevere God's living covenant inheritance, empowering them to share casting forth my judgment on the secret plots of the world system that causes disease, infirmity, weakness, which brings ruin to the wisdom of faith in Yahweh. Therefore, the new high priest sends grace to generations in bondage for relying on the flesh so that his spiritual sons and daughters will be in awe of the Lord whom they will see. Let's look at uh, Genesis chapter 6 9. These are the records of the generations of Noah, the one who brings rest and comfort. Noah was a righteous man in his time. Noah walked with God, Ha Elohim. And this is the algorithm from this verse. These are the records of God's my deep thoughts and plans foreseen for the generations of mankind, which was for spreading holiness, wall of protection, against corrupting works of the flesh, against man's rejection. Okay? These generations weep for clemency because of worldly living, however, the righteous and blameless fellowship was broken that put generations into bondage from amongst each generation's era. Those who confess their darkness and gloom are gathered into a tribe of believers by trials and tests, by the watchman of light and by the watchman of darkness. At the time of the end, the Father's love or wrath will it be released. Release love on those that follow a chosen servant, a new high priest, that blesses the Father's covenant inheritance, or releases wrath on those that follow the Baal, anti-God spirit. So in the days of Noah, darkness confessed, taught scorn of Yahweh's sacrifices, laws, ways, orders, and responsibilities to it. Noah rejected the way of the harlots, lost of spiritual authority and spreading contempt and disrespect and disdain, midst generations that profess and teach that the Spirit of God is unclean. Noah, the one who brings rest, instead walked with God's plan that Baal worshippers will die in the heat of God's wrath, while the righteous will be surrounded and protected. Generational mankind's worldly living caused weeping for the righteous Noah who blamelessly prayed prayers of confession about the darkness and failures of his ear and time to God in the city of peace for the curse of sin due to man's exaltation and the affliction of deadly blows and from the daggers stabbed in the brother's side, which generated departure of faith from the everlasting throne of Messiah, God. Interesting. Noah, the one who brings rest and comfort for the generations of men, wept because of worldly living, debasement, a ruination of mankind. Noah sought after their clemency to move them towards soundness of unity back to Elohim, ha Elohim, so that the wicked be cast away by the judgment of God. The people of Noah's time, the one who brings rest, made religious show by creating religious paths to justify all nations, people to serve Babylon fully and allied with wicked angels who pledged loyalty to God but plotted betrayal by dividing the house of men to fall into the paths governed by apostasy, rebellion, depravity, 
hubris by introducing new creative ways that deny and pervert justice. We'll use the name meanings here, okay? In verse 10 here. So, and Noah means one who brings rest and comfort became the father of three sons, Shem, flame and renown, Ham, hot, fiery, and Jepheth, widespreading, are one who enlarges. One who enlarges. So what I discovered in this algorithm from Genesis 6.10 was that it did not so much concern Noah and his sons, but remarkably it referred to three fallen watchers regarding what they taught mankind, which connects directly to how verse 9 algorithm ended. Okay, Verse 9 algorithm ended. The peoples of Noah time made a religious show by creating religious paths to justify all nations and people to serve Babylon fully with allied with wicked angels who pledged loyalty to God but plotted betrayal, dividing the house of men to fall into the paths governed by apostasy, rebellion, hubris by introducing new creative ways that deny and pervert justice. So what I found was a direct connection of three leading fallen watchers. So let's look. Genesis chapter 6.10 Noah, the one who brings rest and comfort, became the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So I'm going to add, add the names, meanings to the sons and Noah in here. So the, what's going to be revealed here are the top fallen watchers, okay? The sons of God, meaning the top fallen watchers, became rich oppressors who brought forth scattering division by unjustly teaching man to curse their reliance upon the royal city. These three top sons anticipate life after death. They lament a fallen king to escape from God's messages and messengers concerning being turned into hell. One son, the flaming, the flaming one, became a father figure converting the sons of men to depart the faith by false teaching concerning need of confessing their sins. Another son scorned the Lord's sacrifice, ways and laws by sending and conjuring evil spirits torment men to stop the tormented from being saved from God's wrath and hell. The third son, which means enlarging and widespreading, spreading everything, set forth to fully unite man with hubris to block and stop up the streams of life giving water to man from God. These three received praise gifts from their father to do his divine counsel's revelation, his judgment, which moves mankind, humanity's sons, to kill their brothers, make them repulsive, and have mankind attached to false messiahs, and to live in endless strife with each other. Some of you may know something about the divine counsel. Some of you may know that the devil has his own his own counsel of fallen ones. Okay? So this is speaking about uh, is to have God unjustly wipe out humanity to prove to God that he's not able to keep his promises to humanity. That's what this is about. That's how they're going to do it. So folks, the next verse from verse 10 is amazing. It shows God's response to the enemy's counsel and plans. Noah, the one who brings rest and comfort, Yahweh, the royal heir, sends sufficiency to humanity's sons to rededicate to a holy life by condemning the traitor, that red dragon. Praise and glory from God, the true father that frees all bonds, sends a hero, hero, a champion of his grace, God's voice, his word to earth. The one who brings rest and comfort became the confessor for clemency from worldliness, sent from the only true strong father, moving his sons and daughters by sending forth blessings so the lineages of faith multiply so that every boastful 
mouth is shut. I thought that was pretty good. Again, I'm going to read the um, interpretation from Genesis chapter 6, verses 11 and 12, where it says, Now the NASB, now the earth was corrupt in the sight of God, and the earth was filled with violence, and God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, all flesh corrupted ways on the earth. The algorithm reads like this. Elohim incurred his judgment upon the wicked, for the earth was corrupt and full of violence by the foresight of Elohim, foreseeing the earth's need to gain experiential knowledge of revelations of judgment or grace justly revealed in this created world. Well, look at verse 13. Then God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me. The earth is filled with violence because of them, and behold, I'm about to destroy them on the earth. So the algorithm reads this, and Elohim with judgment upon all the wicked in mind said to Noah, because of them worldly living in the ways of flesh causes terrible weeping and sorrow and ruin, filling the earth with violence, behold, creating slaves of sin, will be de devastated when my judgment comes. So detest idol worship. The earth is filled with controlling evil spirits so that the family of God is split. I'm about to destroy the, the beast occult practices that split the family of God. The one who brings rest and comfort, behold, a humble servant is exalted by despising the prophets of violence, occult mysteries, and wickedness. One who brings rest and comfort, go out and spy out the land for communion with occult practices that bring forth illegitimate birth, that trample the poor, afflict the righteous, for Elohim, or God's judgment, is upon the wicked for breaking the testimony of my order, my ways, my will, my responsibilities to my law. So the next algorithms, I'm going to skip reading the verses. So these, I'm going to give you the Genesis chapter 6 is 14 synopsis. is about the cubics that are used to make the ark. So this is what it says. The one who brings rest and comfort, build for yourself from wood, a way for the new beginning of a representative leadership sealed inside and out. This is how you shall prepare. By the length and breadth of the Holy Spirit's first fruits of empowerment, purging fire through his restoration that restores and vivifies life by the height that's lifted up by the good shepherd's covenant sealed by his blood this shall make a window entryway to the only true strong one through a door to enter into the ark of safety to the strong one fashioned by truth that divides who is in god's house and who is not that moves and gathers one to wholeness soundness and unity with god you will separate them into new life, new birth, inside the ark by turning them away from spiritual poverty, turning them away from plundering of nations and people, keep them from painful diseases of heart and soul, incurable diseases, and from the arrogant, egotistical, proud ways which excludes people and believers from fellowship and finding support and redemption sent from the temple of God. This was profound when I read this again, when I wrote this and I discovered this back in 2015. It means more to me now than it did back then. Why? Arrogant, egotistical, proud ways, which excludes, excludes people, believers from fellowship. So tell me, one of the signs that we will see in the end times is a, a, a worldwide move to keep people separated and isolated from each other. I mean, I don't know if you are involved or see any of this happening, but it just might be happening right now. Just think about it. And the algorithm goes on. You shall make the length, width, and breadth of a sign of the covenant by taking the weak and afflicted back, by providing reinforcements to rescue and deliver the weak from the exiles of Babylon. Verse 17. 
algorithm it talks about bringing flood waters on the earth and all these stuff i won't get into i'm not going to read the verse but this is this is the algorithm from verse 17 of genesis behold my revelation even i i am bringing my preservation of life upon the face of the earth by destroying all who quarrel and scatter all the wealthy owners who exert control and all who f who forget god and fall into sin uh, uh, okay this didn't mean anything to me back then but it says all wealthy owners who exert control are we seeing wealthy owners ever heard of the great world uh, reset going on by the world economic forum and by the one uh the uh summit for one world government and all these other things moving toward a one world government wealthy owners who exert control are we seeing that now just saying i wrote this in 2015 i didn't know all this was happening I went back over this and i'm telling you this has blew me away and there's uh Next, next algorithm reads, Now I will destroy the wicked in the synagogue of Satan, which breathes life into rash, reckless, and pious, foolish decision. Behold, the spiritual battle under heaven for the fear of the Lord to take root that causes one to cleave to the Lord's truth, wisdom, and love, so that all reckless and pious, foolish decisions will perish. Behold my revelation of judgment. I will bring tests and trials upon the earth to destroy the slaves of sin and wickedness, all-consuming spirit that corrupts life under heaven, everything on earth shall perish. I, even I am, this is one of those I am things I saw, even I, I am bringing vindication from the suffering servant and destroy all flesh that departs the faith, resulting by their failure to drive away the enemy. The life of my saints are crowned, and everything on earth will perish when the great city falls, Babylon. I'll bring to light, even I am, God, who will forsake them to their all-powerful ways of governance and control. Under heaven, behold, a dramatic rescue of life will be brought forth when the concourge of fight is gone. So their hearts are joined with mine as one by my sacrifice of love that sets them apart. This reminds me of what we read in Luke there. Men's hearts failing, but look up for your redemption draws nigh. This did not mean too much to me back in uh, 2015 when I deciphered this. And it says, the I am. It says, I am bringing to light that even I am God, who, who will forsake them to their all-powerful ways of government, governance and control. Talking about leaders, talking about those in charge who can control things. And here he's talking about their all-powerful ways of governments, meaning total tyrannical control. So in the days of Noah, we're going to see a worldwide move for governmental one-world control. And then at that time, when men's hearts are failing, and it says here, under heaven, a dramatic rescue of life will be brought forth when the courage of fight is gone. So their hearts are joined to mine as one by my sacrifice of love that sets them apart. Why not tell you? Oof. Hallelujah. Verse 18. I'm going to read you the um, uh, the algorithm meeting. But, but I will gather a covenant people to God the Savior, to be yoked to the only strong one God, to establish my move toward divine unity with leaders and unity to my authority. But to the branch that does not bear fruit, he will be cut off. The strong one, I am the good shepherd, my own hear me, who are in my house. Spiritual leaders must be servants to all. He who believes in me has light to see, but those who do not accept the Messiah attaches himself to the man 
and to his own household and to their own works. But I will establish a covenant with you who bring rest and comfort and your offspring to enter the ark are those who believe in who was raised from the dead. A people who do not accept Messiah is dead in sin because he does not believe in, a, in the Son. These people have no eyes to see, no ears to hear, and this branch will be cut off because it bears no fruit. These are those whose principles are compromised by accepting a peace pact with the devil, the prince of darkness, the red dragon, for the love and lust of money, power, and control. That strong one, the red dragon, his secret plans come by offering a covenant of money to control all the Gentile nations by dividing the households. But this great city, Babylon, falls. The Babylonian system falls. So this algorithm came out of Genesis chapter 6, verse 19. And for every living thing brought into the ark, there is a jubilee for my elected children of promise, in need of mercy, left destitute and abandoned. The Spirit of the Lord empowers to keep them alive, according to my deep secret ways and plans. You shall bring them into my household. I shall send blessings from my dwelling place. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 20 through... Uh, 22 here, 20 algorithm reads, separate after their kind so that the sun sets on all the cursed evil sons of their own kind. The spirit of the Lord is in action to imprison the house of those that bring ruin, murder, theft, who compromise godly moral principles, who bring in worldly living, who serve false gods and worship them, who rely on their false gods, laws, brute strength and authority to bring forth chaos to rule who by false teaching bring all into communion and fellowship and a covenant with the words of light that brings all into bondage through means of chaos. My deep secret plan sends blessings from the Father's house to bring the first fruits of living into my house, divide it away from those who are not in my house. So the elect of God are freed from the fear of death and adultery and false gods and the world system. In the royal city, Jerusalem, Suffer loss in leadership in the time of Jacob's trouble, that means the tribulation, by those who make a show of pretend reverence, who boast in their wealth and power alone to make a new day. The reborn people reign when they share Messiah's afflictions, when a man from the evil household divides all by the perverting and denial of justice. Boy, that speaks volumes if you know prophecy. That's interesting, isn't it? For the first time, here, I'm, I'm going to go on. I know I'm going to run over. Maybe I should stop. But I'm going to go on. I, I just feel led to, because I want to show you what I found in Genesis chapter 1. Just take what I said. You can throw it out and say that I just made it all up or whatever. No, I didn't. I, I, I did not. I have witnesses that, that there, and I have, this is in copyright. This is my stuff. And, um, if I, you know, I'm just saying... I, I have witnesses. I read it in 2015 to the people in a Bible study, and they didn't know what to think of it. You probably don't either. But, listen, but I, what I never shared was what I found in Genesis chapter 1 when I went back and looked at the algorithms that I found trying to disprove, disprove my theory <laughs> that there were actually any layered meanings in the text through Bible numbers, actually proved that there were, <laughs> I decided to use those algorithms in Genesis chapter 1. So here for the first time, I'm going to share this to you to the point, or up to the close to the point, 
where I fell on the floor before God. You know, I, I got to tell you, um, I found more than I can share right now. The reason I'm doing this now is because of what is happening in the world around us, that I see a connection to the days of Noah, that connects to every part of Bible prophecy that I can imagine, the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel. And I'm not doing this now as some prophetic word for you or trying to make a name for myself. That does not matter to me. Why? Because Jesus is all that matters, that he alone be glorified in what I'm about to read to you in Jesus' name. And so what I discovered in these algorithms out of Genesis chapter 1, concerning the days of creation, uh, is what amounts to God outsmarting the devil in this cosmic game of chess, which God infinitely sees every move of the devil and his rebellious minions make before the devil even makes them. I found it what I call an Elohim algorithm and an adversary algorithm. And it began to read like a play. And it really blew me away. So with that, I'm not going to read uh, Genesis chapters uh, 1 verses 1 through 5. I'm going to just give you the matrix or the math algorithm The when I put it all together and put all the meanings together. So just listen. So here it goes. By grace, God works by Holy Spirit to fashion unity, soundness, perfection that bears witness of truth about who remains in this house or not remains. Sent forth by grace by calling forth a witness of truth within God's household to bring about and create divine completeness and wholeness by the wisdom of faith in a creative, redemptive act. To select and elect by humility. Humility. From before the beginning, Elohim, the all-knowing one, knows those that forget God will fall, opening a door in the heavens and on earth for the saints to suffer in silence before the day of the proud will be humbled. Then I found the adversary text here. While the earth was formless and void, the consuming spirit of a strong one brooded how to spread tests and trials and chaos over a weak remnant, so that this servant's deeds will be remembered. This all-consuming spirit is a royal one who piles up wealth to control a weak remnant to become allied with wickedness so that his own servant's deeds were remembered as he spreads his wares far and wide. Now this is verse 3 when you know, it says, you know, God said, let there be light, and there was light. This is the algorithm out of that. The adversary and the um, Elohim matrix. So I'm going to start with the the Elohim algorithm here says, Elohim, the word, declares, let there be light. To test idol worship, have great fear and respect of Elohim, or suffer loss of leadership and headship, and so it was. And the adversary spoke up and said, The strong ruling one speaks his light, and there was light, wisdom, knowledge, and illumination, given to a multitude of holy ones for a counterattack against God. The strong ruling one speaks to the angels of the light of his wisdom about God's image and likeness, and there was light and illumination given to a multitude of holy angels to counterattack God with. Verse 4. And Elohim foresaw that the experience of this light teaches the revelation of the goodness and judgment of God that separates his own for protection into a new beginning era. By the light of the word, God is hidden away till an appointed time. So Elohim saw the need for man's leadership to see a stab in the back by a brother who departed the faith 
who will be separated to darkness, made weak and rendered impotent by a deadly blow to the Messiah, King of the Jews, from a stab in the back by a brother who departed the faith, who will assassinate a rival to settle an account in Jerusalem in a holy place to bring forth darkness. Here's the adversary matrix. A strong one saw the experience of light about God as a means to behold. Through his strong leadership, he divides by enlightening disrespect for the Father by means of humiliation, by humiliating the Father. The strong ruler was placed in a dire strait, judged and brought low by God's might for the darkness of Ichabod, departing from the Lord's house. The, the judgment of God's glory comes when the challenger steps up to cast away the rebellious devoted to their Lord of darkness. Verse 5. I won't read the verse, but that's this is the verse 5 matrix. The math algorithm. Elohim calls forth strength of his light out of darkness and night for the selecting children of light from the children of darkness during life's sunrises and sunset by a leader who is yoked to God to give glory to God, shout victory. Elohim calls forth to test idol worship and service. Have great fear of Elohim. The proud are humble. Make restitution. Give glory to God for the victory he'll bring. So the devil speaks up and is his, his one. So the strong one speaks to angels to counterattack this light with his dark words of wisdom, using God's own wor words about the image of God and there so his enemy can grow stronger and there the loss of holy life will leave many destitute what i found shocking here is something and i won't get into all the details of something i learned from my own experiences uh with the lord and how i study the bible not based on my after-death experience alone but i i learned something about that um is how the devil will pit God's character traits and nature against each other. So when I found this in Genesis chapter 1 through these algorithms, I never expected to find this. I tried to disprove this, let you know, by adding other algorithms which led to other translations which all followed in order and in sequence. So, as one said, this strong one speaks to the angels to counterattack God and his light with his dark words of wisdom using God's own words using God's image and likeness so that the enemy can grow stronger and there was a loss of holy life that will leave many destitute. That's what that is saying. You're going to teach how to use the words of God against himself. You don't believe me that that, 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 that that has ever happened? Tell me how the devil tempted Jesus in Luke chapter 4 if what I say ain't true. Okay? Just let you know. That's how the devil operates. He's going to use the character traits of God to prove to God that he ain't all that in order to overthrow and exalt their throne against God. They know they can't kill God because if they kill God, all life, including theirs, will cease. But they, if they're going to try to make God subservient to them, he wants to exalt his throne above God. Okay. So day two. I'm going to read you the matrix there, and we're almost done. Let's, let's listen to what it says. Let there be in the midst... Resting in God's perfection and soundness, a separation of a representative governing order to hell below by total victory that overcomes the enemy. 
Faith will separate those bound to the exceedingly sinfulness of sin and death. How? By payment for sins and forgiveness, repentance sealed by the breath of God that comes along to aid. This wisdom of faith is given to the flesh of men who seek to frustrate and resist the truth of God's grace that will blot out and provide a cleansing from heaven by a challenger who will reveal God's glory to reprieve the law so they escape a deadly trap and escape God's day of wrath when God's new glory dawns by his might, executing judgment on traitors for departing the faith, then all promises fulfilled. Wow. <laughs> the heavenly royal priesthood will rule at the time of the end, separated from the lawlessness of Babylon rule by the word of God. This is referring to the millennial kingdom. Elohim matrix found in Genesis chapter 1 verse 6. Elohim's words, Let there be a hammering shaping midst trials of separating into new beginnings by trials and tests of authority by his spirit of wisdom for restitution. So the adversary has his say. This strong ruling angel of the watchman, that's what it's literally said. The strong ruling angel of the watchman said, Let there be a disrespect of the father that separates to the rebellion of demon worship, to expand hammer out and shape a loss of spirit to the mystery of darkness, to rule the throne of God when the enemy grows stronger. These mockers are humbled by religious control, so all flesh will see this Lord's throne in Zion. Elohim's math algorithm goes on and says, Elohim says to test idol worship, the loss of tribes and image of God. To test it, to test idol worship, the loss of the image of God. Insincere worship of God. To test demon possession. To test the spirit of wisdom that expands the torment of evil spirits. Such wicked are worthless to God. By my loving works, my name will be glorified by all, by grace, by the Messiah who frees from this bondage of serfdom and slavery, the loss of faith and separation. Verse 7, Elohim, the strongest one, made a covenant sign to rescue the weak by means of truth that confirms unity or division in God's house, expanding new beginnings to separate by trials for the testing from those there will be safety from all harm by the Lord of all the earth. That's the point. I'm almost close where I, f I fell on the floor and said, Lord, oh no, I, mean, I can't teach this. I mean, there's no way that I can even express how all what you showed me out of all this. And so what do I do with it? So the next few verses that I read were more profound with how the devil's talking and how God's answers first before the devil speaks and the devil's trying to answer. They were read like a play. And I fell on the floor before the Lord, and I said, Lord, I can't teach anybody how to do these math matrices at all. There is no way. There is no way. Because people would abuse this to no end. So what do I do with it? So I sat on it for five years, and now I see things happening exactly in the matrices that I found. I never expected to find never even intended to find, never sought for. However, God did it, you know, with me by accident or a divine accident probably uh, showed me this. And all I can ask you is honestly say, you know, does it make sense? 
Does it speak volumes to you? So with that, you cannot use these math algorithms, and I do not think that the Lord will let you crack the code. Because I pray that the Lord will keep it from you. Because I know human nature well enough to know that they will abuse this to no end. And they'll rely more on numbers and how to interpret and get words from them. Uh -uh. Not going to do it. So with that, y'all have a really wonderful day. And God bless. And keep the faith, brothers and sisters of God. Stay true to the Word of God. Stick with the Word of God. Read the Word of God. Don't go after all of these prophets and do, who are saying this, that, and the other thing. Stick with what the Bible teaches. In Jesus' name. So, with that, God bless you all. And have a great day. Oh, 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 you need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.